Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Bardo Live right here on 104.9 The Horn, midweek movie, uh, midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. I appreciate all of you guys on the Specs text line, your participation, sending us off your broke dishes. <laughs> when, you were, when you were broke and didn't have any money, uh, what actually kept the belly full. We appreciate served sandwiches. Appreciate yep, that. Yep. Someone says peanut butter and jalapeno sandwich. Ooh. Yeah, Earl Campbell sausage and tortilla, uh, and a tortilla slice. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. That's, that's not bad at all. I've had that before, just a sausage, and then just wrap it up. That's easy. Uh, and then PB&J's. My man Harge got this started talking about his PB&J's. <laughs> yeah, from and the then revealing night. he'd never had spam in his life. Ever. Which was crazy. Ever. But I forgot that Harge, and he mentioned before, is part of a famous family barbecue spot down there. Maurice's uh, Barbecue Pit. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you guys had some, some barbecue, free barbecue, though, every now and then. <laughs> On Thursday. That was the only time we could come. Can't be eating no profits, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Papa so, said, come on down. We come on down and get why, some, man. That's why Hart's family was too good for spam. Because they was getting that good meat. I was just. <laughs> <laughs> they were getting that real good. That good, that good BBQ, man. That's very the, fair. Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so random factor right there. All right, uh, but we got lots to get into. We'll get into the Texas uh, basketball game. They lost to Illinois. Raj rant of the day. Actually, um, we got to talk about a conspiracy that is a brewing about Major uh. League Baseball. We'll get into that. Oh, yes. Thanks, Texas. I hate Tuna. My wife loves Tuna, but I'm mm-hmm. not a fan of it. Even though been broke is a joke. I've never been that broke. I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, not going to do it. Uh, all right. Uh, but we're getting to some Texas basketball discussion here coming up. You can be a part of the show. Please do continue with your participation. We love it. 512-337-3776. And also coming up in about five minutes, we're going ha- to hear from my man Snoop Snoop, Snoop. Um, down there at Waterloo Ice House because they're celebrating the All-Flex finalists. We uh, released them and announced them yesterday, but then we'll get into uh, the uh, actual celebration today. Uh, Waterloo Ice House 22-22 and 360. They've been out there since 3 o'clock. They'll have a live broadcast from 7 to 9. All right, let's get it right to it, gentlemen. Uh, Longhorns with a disappointing loss to Illinois. Uh, they did fought hard, They did fight hard, and they controlled most of the game. They lost 85-78 in overtime, um, and I think probably the most disappointing uh, aspect of this game was that the Longhorns had multiple opportunities in clutch time and regulation to close out this game and to finish off Illinois. And they just didn't do it. They had a 10-point lead uh, with 8.28 left. They had an 8-point lead with 6.44 left. Um, They had a 6-point lead with 3.34 left. 5-point lead with 151 left. 5-point lead with 60 seconds left. 2-point lead with 21 seconds left with Tyrese Hunter on the line. And they cannot close out Illinois. Illinois goes on to win uh, the game 85-78. Yeah, it was a tough go. I mean, you, you talked about it earlier. And one of the things that I continue to talk about was the fact that Texas led for 26 minutes of this game, 26 minutes and three seconds. They were playing, they were moving, they were cutting, 
the one thing that we talked about before we left yesterday was who was going to shoot better from three-point land and the fact that Marcus Carr was a guy that he didn't have his best game. He was one for seven in the first half. He was two for seven in the second half. But he continued to have the ball in his hands at the end of the game. Now, I don't mind him having the ball in his hands at the end of the game if he's distributing. It was when he was trying to do too much with it, dribble, 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 and we've seen it before, where at the very end of it, we have to throw up a shot, and it seems like a forced shot because you've been dribbling for 23 seconds of the shot clock. I mean, there's so many things that that the stagnates went wrong. the, the yeah. movement too. It's like less movement when he becomes and we started ball watching yeah, again. ISO ball, and that's not yeah. who we are. I mean, you got to make sure that you're using all those great players mm-hmm. that are brought in. I still thought that I I, I thought that Jabari, Sir Jabari Rice could have been more assertive. He was doing well. I mean, but he was giving up the ball a lot. He did. And then you also talk about Tyrese Hunter. We still got to figure out what's going on with these cramps with him. We got to figure Marcus Carr was he caught a cramp, and I know that we talked about the more minutes that they play. But if you're conditioned for that, and you're you know that you have cramps going into games, you got to prepare yourself. Whether it's hydrating the day before, the night before, however long, and continuing to drink while you're on there. I mean, there were some things that were missed. Let's just say I didn't think that Illinois outplayed Texas. I think Texas lost the basketball game. Yeah, I just think that's how it went down. No, and that's, I agree with you completely. That this was a if you don't have the just careless turnovers, you finish strong at the rim, you go, you get fight for some few more rebounds, just things that you've done all season, things that make it a Chris Beard team. They just didn't seem like they wanted to do that at all. And I mean, and then we get into weird things of just the lineups of. I mean, he did not seem to want to play any of his bigs. Brock Cunningham had the most minutes of any of the bigs. Dylan Mitchell had a couple more minutes in, but Dylan Mitchell was the only one who was effective against Matthew Meyer, who went off. Oh. Yep. Did he ever? Dylan DeSue, <laughs> we know Dylan DeSue was banged up and only played, I think, 16 minutes versus Creighton. Yeah, that was strange. Played nine minutes last night. That was weird. And like, before the game, Chris Beer was like, Dylan DeSue's ready to go. He's full go. And then played nine minutes. So I don't know if he's seeing something out of him that he doesn't like the way he's what he's seeing out of him. But right now, he does not apparently... He's not in big favor of Dylan DeSue, yeah. which is a problem because Dylan DeSue looked like he was starting to play better at the beginning of the season. It looked like that offseason really helped him, but I don't know what's happening where there seems to be a disconnect right now, and hopefully they can figure that out. You talked about this earlier, Patrick. Ricardo from Galveston said there was a lot of not finishing strong. It was very strange. Yep. Both teams struggled really to finish strong, maybe because the defensive presence at the rim uh, was uh, obviously that formidable, but... Texas on layups and dunks by my count. And somebody, maybe somebody has a different count. I got them 12 of 21 on layups and dunks. And yeah. a lot of those came late yeah. second half of the second half. A second part, I should say, of the second half. Um, so, yeah, they didn't finish really strong at the rim. Um, and I think that may have come back to haunt them, too, a little bit in this matchup. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at it. And the things that we talked about was the turnovers. But the p- points in the paint. Texas had 38 points in the paint. They did. They had thirty-eight points in the paint to twenty-eight they by were, Illinois, and they were blocked. Were by the way, they were blocked twelve times. And they were blocked twelve yeah. times. They were blocked twelve times yeah, with thirty-eight <laughs> points in the paint, and like I said, nine missed layups or dunks. Yes, yes. So maybe that's where the game was won and lost. That, yeah. that, 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 that's, that's what I'm saying. And that's what it is. Is yeah. it's those little things of not putting forth a hundred percent effort of all the time. Yeah. Of hey man, we're getting what we want inside. We're able to get points in the paint. So we'll just go in there and just kind of throw it up off the glass. We'll mm-hmm. just take it up easy. 
and not doing what you need to do to win games against good teams, which is go hard at the rim. Yeah. It's just, I mean, that's, again, I'll tell you, if I, I'm 5'11 at my tallest playing basketball, and it would really piss me off when a 6'8 kid would lay the ball up and get it blocked or bounce off the back of the rim. <laughs> I'm like, man, I saw you dunk 48 times in pregame world. And now because there's a body there, you don't want to do it? Like, yeah, I'll go, go put me out of the basket. I'll go fly in there and get knocked on the ground 30 times a game easy because I, I want to get to the free throw line. Y'all can't go up strong? That's true. And, That's it's just It's easy stuff. And it, it's so frustrating when you watch guys. And, like, Dylan Mitchell missed one that was a layup in there because he laid it up instead of dunking it. You just can't do those things. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. No. It's. Uh, I'm, I'm with you on that too. Oh man, Soup came in. Tell Soup to yeah. come back That's in. That's cool. Here. Yeah. yeah. I thought Soup was like uh, at the spot. Tell Soup to come back in <laughs> yeah. here. Whatever. Because we want to do the uh, the preview here with Soup talking about the flex finalists. Uh, okay. But getting back to uh, Texas basketball, um, Harge. It, it to me. Uh, if you go look at you know, overall all of the, the parts of the, the game that end up being a little bit disappointing, um, looking at the parts that really should have Longhorn fans excited, Timmy Allen. Yeah. He Timmy showed Allen. up. He's he back, showed up. He showed up. Uh, yeah, I talked about him yesterday. Exactly. <laughs> 21 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds. He had a hell of a game. Uh, so you got to give Timmy Allen some props, too. He stepped up when you know some of your other guys, like Marcus Carr, you talked about him. And Sergio yep. Barry Rice, he was 3 of 4. I right. think you wanted to see more I of did. him. You wanted to see I him did. step up and be more aggressive, I wanted too. him to be more aggressive because that's what we, we want to continue to talk about. We talk about... The, the, the three guards set and how much experience they have and what was going to be, take place, and that is what was needed. We needed the three guards to come in and handle their business, and when it, one is off, like Marcus Carr was last night, we needed one like Tyrese Hunter or Serge Jabari Rice to take over. That was supposed to be the, the beauty of having such a deep, Guard core is that yeah. Yeah. one of those guys is off. Nobody needs to be overburdened to do too much. Exactly. And it yeah. felt like Carr felt like he wanted needs no, to do too much. No, and that was the point, too, is when you get to the end of the game, you're like, whoever Terrence Shannon's guarding, don't have them take the last shot. Right. If mm-hmm. you're going to have the best defender on your team, that means somebody else doesn't have the best defender on the team on them. So get it back so to So get him. the ball to yep. get to Tyrese Hunter because Terrence Shannon is covered. Wow. Is covering Marcus Carr. Yeah, it's not like that's yeah. not rocket science. That's hey man, if you go up and the best defender's guarding you, pass the ball. <laughs> man, right. Terrence Shannon put on his he put on his cape for the for overtime. Man, it, it was a great game plan that the Chris Beard had against Terrence Shannon for the game. But twelve, he had sixteen points total. Twelve yeah, of those came man. in overtime. Yeah, <laughs> he just he went off. Matthew Mayer basically he's the one that carried them the entire game. But in overtime. That's when Terrence Shannon took over. So basically, your two Big Twelve, your former Big Twelve foes, yes, are the biggest reason you lost the game. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, a hundred percent. Matthew <laughs> Meyer had the game of his life, it was. and just and he's always been good against Texas because man, Austin kids that go play and if it's in football and baseball and anything else, if it's an Austin kid who didn't go to Texas, they're usually not thrilled when they play Texas. <laughs> that is usually a game where they're like, "Hey, I'm coming out to tell you." Austin's a better town than you, and I don't want you and, <laughs> yep, yep, and everything yep. of that. And he came out and, and showed it. Yeah, I mean, that, it was impressive. And that's but that's the thing is that's probably his gonna be his best game of the year. Yep, because right. it's gonna be motivated. hard to match that. Yeah, yeah, because he was hitting everything. He had yep. motivation. He wants to get back at you know Texas for not 
you know, recruiting him hard enough, uh, show the Central Texas folks that he's the man, the Westlake connection, all that kind of stuff. He has a lot going on there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got to be crazy to think <laughs> to, if you're watching there. that game and you were also on that Westlake team to watch them playing in Madison Square Garden, yeah. two ranked teams, and you're just like, Man, we we were probably good. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Westlake people are very proud, right? It's a perfect uh, segue to the flex because uh, Westlake folks are proud right now, not only of that uh, that football machine that de- that lives off and devours the souls of other football programs that it beats, uh, but also uh, their basketball products as well. But we got the man with us. I'm glad he's live with us. I know, uh, right? The, but you need to head down to Waterloo, 22, 22, and 360. That's where the party's at. Official, uh, all. Flex party because we're celebrating the Flex Finals, which were announced yesterday. It's up at FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all your social media platforms. We are joined now by Snoop Snoop, JJ Dunn. Uh, he is the man. He's the mastermind behind the Flex. What's going on, brother? Whatever y'all, uh, whatever y'all. Oh, is it? Uh, uh, we, go. we got him there on. There yeah, yeah. I do that all the time. So yeah, yeah, Patrick, yeah. Patrick, I am I, Patrick. I'm your producer brother. <laughs> I like Snoop is like multitasking right now. Yeah, he's yeah. posting stuff on social media while talking to us and giving us updates. Yeah. And he's back there editing stuff. I mean, the man is always on his own. He's on, on his, his grind, game, on his A game. And I appreciate you, Snoop. You're you you. I tell you right now, you actually are do a really good job as. Uh, someone with their work ethic around here that makes everybody question whether they're working hard enough. Yep. You're a great example of that, man. That's- Every time I come up here, I'm like, Snoop's up here again. Damn it. Yeah. It's early in the morning. I, I come up here a podcast. Snoop's up here. I stay late. Snoop's up here. Yeah. So I don't want to be a, you, a, annoying like nah, that. Man. You, no. But you know what? When I was in Dallas and I was an intern, I started with Kid Craddock. Uh, the people would get mad at me for showing up before them. Thinking I was showing up like this a long time as an intern, like why are you showing up before six? Like this isn't your full time job. It's me. No man, we appreciate. I like you're you're one of those you're you're a glue guy. You're one of those culture guys. You're good for the culture. No doubt. You're good for the culture. Let's talk about the flex culture. I was going to say, let's talk about that culture, man. Let's talk about that. All right, let's talk about the finalists on the flex because we're really excited about it. First, tell us about the the Waterloo uh, Ice House um, extravaganza happening tonight. Actually, it's going on as we speak. Well, shout out Clayton and the whole fam. There's Flex fam posted up there now. Hunter Rio was the first to show uh, from Lake Travis. Uh, uh, Rio the hero from Lake Travis, (laughs) uh, which which beat Unbeaten Steel with a a 40-plus yard field goal. uh, So, shout out to him for being one of our finalists. But, yeah, it's a uh, celebration, and shout-out to Waterloo. It's almost 360. Uh, we started with the summer socials. Yep, mm-hmm. So today, like yep. late, but I'm uh, deeming this the winter social. I like so that. it's going to be popping. So, you know, uh, s- single moms come out. Also. <laughs> hey, man, I, feel, I love that you get proud to the single mom. When I was a single man, I love single moms. <laughs> Big fan of single moms. Yeah. Yeah, See, I'm on the Horn FM right now. I'm not on, you know, the, the kitty-centric. That's right, that's right. Right. I'm that's pushing right. flex. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pushing talking. the flex, but you flexing yourself right See, my now. my brother's uh, hard and, and rod. I love it. I love it. So mm-hmm. let me ask you this, man. You know, there's a lot of hard work that goes on behind the scenes. You and your crew, one of the best to ever do it because of the time and the effort that you put into it. This whole thing pretty much is your baby. Mm-hmm. This is the flex is what Snoop is about. So tell us and take us to the scenes about how did you come up with the idea of all of this? Well, you know, it started as a brand called Fan Stand. Yep, yep, yep. Back in the day that. for a decade. Yeah. Uh, COVID happened and had to make some moves. Thankfully, Jason Nasser and, you know, <laughs> Lise Hudson yep, mm-hmm. was there to catch her brother and oh, yeah. give me a shot, you know, uh, losing something that I did for 10 years, just, you know, reinvigorating that fire and just 
tenfold it and really like you know it's uh, it hadn't been hard to build it because it's been already built. Yeah, the base but, has been there, but to come to the horn and it's like throwing kerosene on it, you know, yeah. because it's actually like a sports station. Yeah. You know, shout out to the, the former place, but it was like a conservative talk station. Hmm. Right. So just to, you know, you know the dynamics of that, which I won't mm-hmm. go go into. We all know the, during the Obama administration <laughs> to start as well. I tell you, I got stories, but I won't. It was be, fun working over there, Snoop. It was fun. We had time over there. <laughs> Me, Patrick. We all were there, bro. Hey, we, I got some. I got some crazy stories to tell y'all. But yeah. so, but back to the kids. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so. I mean, it really is all about them, and we're really you know we talk about the sports, but we're shouting out their offers. Yeah. Uh, but we're shouting out their birthdays. You know, their yep. mama birthday. You know, it's yep. it's just really personal and a different take at uh, at high school sports. Uh, okay, cool. So give me because I know uh, we talked about the three uh, three plus hour call that we all had oh, uh, where we debated each and every position and every finalist and had that discussion um you've seen all the finalists now um and i don't think anybody has more authority uh to no. make <laughs> than you but i know it's, it's just a, like it's, it's, a, the it's, a most it's a democratic process yes. though um, i really hope this is how the heisman process goes who fought for max duggan and who fought against him i, really right, 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 no, right. Right. I hope that that, that that got fiery no right. I, it did, no and, and it did get fiery and i'll give you a lot of credit <laughs> for the for the passion out there um give me your thoughts about the flex finalists and in the all flex finalists so far and I know you even have guys that you thought were right on the cusp, but that didn't quite make it. That you like to give props to. I'll too. name drop I did them. that as well because I, I at the DBs I gave DJ Shaw some credit. Yes. I gave uh, you know uh, uh, a lot of guys some credit there yeah. too. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, David Jeffrey also from Maynard. Yeah. But uh, but but a guy like Mason Cochran, you talk about who you know on the cusp, mm-hmm. but a junior can come back next year. So those kind of things came into example. You talk about a guy like Bowen Staub from Lago Vista, and, and here's where like I was getting passionate. Is like. How far do we span out? You know, because, I remember that discussion because you know Nathan Mitchell, Mitchell is, 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 is yeah. outstanding. You know, uh, Sanford made his way onto our, our list as well. Jaden Chapman was a guy originally on, so it's like, do we expand to the two five four? Yeah. Uh, so oh, you know, well, hard to say, yeah. You know, yeah. that's two five four all day. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So you know, so in that lies, you know, it's we just have so much talent. So the further that you spread out, and the and the deeper you go down, because we used to only cover six A and five A, and now we're going down to four A. Yeah, man. Yeah. And we're going out to Liberty. We didn't even cover Liberty Hill back in the day. Right now we. So it's yeah. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So. Less spots, we can get more people. Hey, man, yeah, thanks to you, it's, it's getting about, bigger man. and bigger, no question. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to Waterloo after the show. I'm going down yeah, there. Yeah, we're all coming 360, by. 360, 22, after the show done. And it'll be a live broadcast uh, that Snoop and the crew are doing from Waterloo Ice House. And you're working now through the broadcast, too, but you're going to be on the broadcast. I am basically at Waterloo on 22, 22, 360 because we are so <laughs> close. It is so, close. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm like, well, I'll just hop in the studio and then hop over there because yeah. we, we are really close. So uh, I will be there. Trust me. Uh, uh, make They're way posting a lot of pictures right now. Yeah. We're seeing all the people that are coming through oh. as we speak. Like Travis has been out there. Shout out. Uh, they've come and get their uh, awards. Bucky's oh. over there right now with Zach. And, and Bucky's over there? Bucky made a, Hey, Bucky. 
Bucky made the trip, bro. Wow. Yes. Y'all got Bucky out in the PM. Woo. He's like a vampire. You don't see Bucky <laughs> wow. out like that. Like that's crazy. Uh, well, that's reverse good. vampire. <laughs> vampire uh, in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, there you go. That's appropriate. Can we that's talk right. Eddie Murphy. Yeah, that's right. About Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy uh, talk. All right. Uh, thanks, my man, Snoop Stu. We yeah. appreciate you, Snoop. Next time we'll talk to you around 6 15 yes. or something like that. We'll check in again. Uh, delirious or raw, fellas, real quick. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with delirious. Raw. I'm raw. going delirious. I'm going raw. Raw. That's it. It was a reverse jinx there. Yeah, you said raw. You know, you I'm said going delirious. delirious. Red, red suit or, or red what, suit. Uh, or what was the other one? Anyway. They wore that. It was it's that. Like, it was like the almost a purple. Purple or yeah, it's a blue, like right? It was a bluish, a bluish, purplish. Yeah. yeah, it was. I remember that. Yeah, Chartreuse yeah, yeah. is that what they call it? Chartreuse. <laughs> okay, I didn't want to know. That boy got that no, fashion right there. There you go. All right, that boy broke Chartreuse. I like it, y'all. Hang around them single moms, man. You know how to cab. That boy over there ready. Snoop is the man. That on the spec sex line. Yeah. We love my man Snoop Snoop, man. One of the hardest working members, if not the hardest working member of the ARN family. All right, uh, let's come back. We'll get into uh, a conspiracy that I think is a brewing in Major League Baseball. Come on. Ask my man Harge about it. I don't even know if it's a conspiracy. If it's been proven true, as, as my man Patrick said before, is that a conspiracy? Maybe we're just talking about an inc- No, if it's true. We're talking about an inconvenient truth. Yeah. Uh, but I think the major We call baseball, those facts. Yeah, Rob Manfred <laughs> would have you to believe that it's a conspiracy. We'll come back and discuss it on the other side. Right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104 the Horn. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, no, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's oh. rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Time to uh, get into Rod's rant of the day. And this is a story, it's been out there for a little while, but now we have an update on it from uh, The Insider. Got it from theinsider.com, and it's based on a study done by Meredith Wills. She uh, heads up the research uh, for the Society for American Baseball. Um, she's an award-winning astrophysicist. And she recently, I think it was last season, uh, she is the one that dropped a bombshell before Major League Baseball admitted it. And they were using multiple balls. She studied all the baseballs in Major League Baseball and did the studies on them, chopped them up, did the <laughs> studies in a lab, and found out they were using uh, multiple baseballs. Because remember, I remember Justin Verlander, he was asked uh, what he said to an official because he went to having to talk to an official one day. I saw this story uh, at cron.com, and they asked him what he said to the official because he, like, he talked to him. It looked like he had a really intense conversation. And Justin Verlander said to the media, I said to him, quote, when are you going to fix the effing baseballs? Mm-hmm. It's um, funny that you brought that up. No, this is, this, this is yeah. a story that's uh, I'm sure you probably read about it too recently, Harge. Um, and... For those who don't who don't know, um, basically Rob Manford has admitted they use multiple baseballs. Now, before he admitted it, this study had revealed that they were using multiple baseballs, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and one basically one ball had a center weight roughly two and a half grams heavier than the other, making it carry further off the crack of the bat. Mm-hmm. Which my pitchers were like, hey, "What the hell is going on with these baseballs?" <laughs> Um, and here's Chris Bassett, pitcher of the New York Mets. And a quote from him. He was on SNY. He went on a rant, actually. He was on television. You can go see it on YouTube. He said, Major League Baseball has a very big problem with the baseballs, and they're bad. Everyone knows it. Every pitcher in the league knows it. They're bad. 
Major League Baseball doesn't give a damn about it. We've told them our problems with the baseballs. They don't care. When asked what made them so bad, Bassett said, they're all different. The first inning, <clears throat> they're decent. The third inning, they're bad. The fourth inning, they're okay. The fifth inning, they're bad. And there's no common ground with these baseballs. So <clears throat> I went and actually looked, looked at this quote from Rob Manfred. And Rob Manfred actually acknowledged in a statement in July that they were using multiple baseballs. Um, <laughs> he, the, the statement basically was essentially they're, they're using, and, and he said that they, there's, no, there's no plan on how they use them. At a press conference before the All-Star game, Rob Manfred, he said they acknowledged the league had used two baseballs in 2021. Mm-hmm. He chalked the ball variants up to COVID-era manufacturing, he said. <laughs> he said they had different plants in Costa Rica and different plants making <clears throat> them. There were supply chain issues and stuff like that, and that's why they had different baseballs all over Major League Baseball. Um, he said the league had deliberately switched to a new lighter debtor ball. But pandemic closures and supply chain issues meant that it needed to dip into a reserve stock of older, heavier, livelier balls for the 2021 games. The league claimed it distributed the balls randomly. All right, said that we didn't have any plan where these balls were going. We didn't know where they were going. It just randomly distributed the balls. Uh, Rob Manfred said every baseball that's in use in 2022 was produced under new manufacturing processing rules, meaning the debtor ball. Yep. Um, and, in fact, the process had resulted in more consistent baseball. So he said, according to a new analysis, this was done by uh, Meredith Wills. She said uh, she studied more than 200 baseballs used in games during the 2022 season. And Meredith Wills, who is a researcher, astrophysicist for the Society for American Baseball Research, said it's not true what Mark Manfred is saying. Major League Baseball did not settle into using a single more consistent ball in 2022 and 2021. Uh, she said by the time Manfred, Manfred made the statement in July, Wills had already found evidence that at least a handful of those older, livelier, juiced balls, the ones that the, they said the new manufacturing process replaced, were still in circulation in the 2022 season. Though these juice balls are from 2021 or earlier, according to manufacturing markings, they were used in 2022. The insider obtained two of them from a June 5th Yankees match against the Tigers. So over the next few months, Wills and the insider uh, with whom she worked, and that's where I got this story, they shared their research. And how about this? This is, this is, this is the bombshell, Harge. They found a third type of ball. Mm-hmm. They said in addition to the small number of older juice balls being used and the new balls that they said are under new manufacturing rules and processes, Wills found evidence that a third ball was being used at stadiums across the majors. They call it the Goldilocks ball. According to Wills' data, Major League Baseball deployed this third baseball alongside the dead ball in 2022 with production starting as early as January, six months before Manfred promised a one-ball season. This third ball's weight centers somewhere between the juice ball the league phased out last season and the newly announced dead ball. It is on average about one and a half grams lighter than the juice ball and one gram heavier than the dead ball. According to the league's own research, a heavier ball tends to have more pop off the bat, meaning the third ball, the Goldilocks ball, would likely travel farther than a dead ball hit with equal force. 
Harge? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I mean, we, we've heard this for years, and I know a, a bunch of guys that are still around the game that have all talked about it. But one of the things that uh, used to happen is, remember back in Colorado, you, they used to talk about keeping the balls in the humidor mm-hmm. because of the, the air. And that's when all those home runs and the way the ball was flying because they would jump off the bat a lot more. So to go back to your point, if you start looking at year to year to year to year on the home runs and how they were broken down, 2012 there was 4,900 home runs that were hit total. Let's just say 49-34. In 2022 it was back up to 5,215. But if you look at 21 and, and 19 where you were talking about, Rob, 2019, 676 home runs were hit. 21, 5,944. And then this past year, 22, there was 52-15. So the numbers are fluctuating. Yeah. And they're changing the balls because of that. Exactly. And that's why they said Major League Baseball has gone down 23% home run rate since 2019. Yeah, they can't figure it out. They, well, yeah. they keep messing with it. They, they keep telling us yeah. they're not messing with it, well, exactly. but the science says that they are messing with it. Uh, the, the the study also, the research said they accumulated 204 balls, baseballs from 22 big league parks just from the 2022 season, uh, more than Wills had obtained in previous studies. Um, also, how about this? One player told Insider that one of Manfred's top lieutenants warned a player's union official not to let players send any balls to Wills for third-party testing and warned that the league could fire any union team employees who helped her research. Yep. Nonetheless, they got the baseballs from sources around the league and supplemented uh, their sample by purchasing balls fans caught in you know at, at big league home parks, runs, yeah. home runs, and foul Batting balls, practice whatever and stuff it was like exactly. Yep. Um, so it's worth noting that they said the uh, the balls they obtained fell within the legal specifications of Major League Baseball's rulebook, but. Alan Nathan, a league commission uh, physicist, once said, quote, the specs on Major League Baseballs, they almost don't deserve to be called specs. They're so loose that the range of performance from the top end to the bottom end is so different. Mm-hmm. So here's this is actually the most intriguing part of the story for me. And it wasn't even actually the stuff we just brought up. It was where they found these special Goldilocks balls. And where they, they found them disproportionately. So they, they claim that they found the Goldilocks balls disproportionately in playoff games, including the World Series, All-Star Games, uh, the, and the Home Run Derby. And it claims regular season games that use special commemorative stamp balls, such mm. as Texas Rangers 50th anniversary balls yep. on the leather, stuff like that. So they're claiming, or at least the study is, that they found a disproportionate number of those balls basically in some of the big events in the playoffs, and they also claim they found a lot of them with the Yankees. Huh, shocker. Yeah. Yeah. They said, they said, while Willis Research found dead balls at parks around the country, the Goldilocks balls with a more batter-friendly weight profile only turned up at Yankees games and marquee events like All-Star Game, Home Run Derby, playoff games, um, and like I said, those, those commemorative events at like the Rangers' 50th anniversary ball. But they said most of the regular season events, regular season games where they found Goldilocks balls, Yankees games. Yeah. Not shocked by that. Hey, congrats, Aaron Judge. Yeah. Got that straight cash hey, get over. That, give me my money. <laughs> so the bottom line after all of that, Rod, is 
we need to put Mark McGuire. We need to put Barry Bonds. <laughs> we need to put Roger Clemens. You're right about we that. We need to put all those people into the uh, Hall of Fame because ba- Major League Baseball is complicit in all of this. Yeah. Period. Uh, yeah, the uh, ball manufacturer Rawlings, which Major League Baseball purchased in 2018 alongside San Diego Padres owner Pete Seidler's private equity firm, denied changes to the baseball, saying, quote, this research has no basis. In fact, um, there was no third ball manufactured, and the <laughs> ball manufactured prior to the 2021 process change was fully phased out, and following the 2021 season, all the balls produced in the 2022 season utilized the previously announced process change. So they're basically denying all of this stuff. Of course. But the players are saying, they've been telling you for the last yeah. five years, something's yeah. wrong with these balls, man, these balls are different and I, I work with these balls every day. Every day. day. Alright? And like Tom Brady, hey, to me these balls are perfect. Exactly. <laughs> Those guys care about their balls and they're saying it's different and the science is also saying the balls are different. The only people saying the balls are the same and that they are based on the new process and it's only a one ball league basically is Major League Baseball. So who do we believe? Okay, yeah, exactly. The players are the lead. The players, the science, or the league. And I believe the players and the science. Thank you. They work hand in hand. Yeah, and exactly. the league is trying to produce money. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. Yeah, exactly, but get it right. Yeah, I don't care if the balls are juiced. I don't care if they're heavy or whatever. Just make sure it's one ball. Can we do that? Can we just make sure that they're using all, everybody's using the same kind of ball? No, they sir. got three different damn balls. No, we just out gotta there. make sure everybody has different bets. We all have different ballparks. Yep. Right. We all have different balls. Right, yep. Everything yep. is going to be different yep. except the distance on the bases and the pitchers from the mound. That is it. Yep. That's that is fair. the only thing that is going to be the same in baseball. Everything else That's will be a great point, though. All the parks are the, different, though. The, the parameters and everything. But they make, and they're making the bases well, bigger now. Don't forget about they're that. Making the bases they're bigger. making the bases b- bigger. They're going to be the same distance, but they're going to be bigger. Yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was a wild story. Literally. Um, all right, we'll get back into that a little bit when we talk about Aaron Judge and the straight cash homie uh, that up. he's raking in. Uh, who's the favorite to land Hudson Card? We'll talk about that in the transfer portal on the other side. Right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. To Ball Don't Lie, midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. My man Patrick doing a great job as always. Inspired by a film, takes songs from the soundtrack of that movie, plays them for us on the midweek movie music, and we're supposed to guess exactly what the movie was. Harsh got it. First guess this time around, Beverly Hills Cop. This is also one of those movie, those, uh, those mu- musical selections that would have given it away. Woo-hoo. It's so specific to the movie, yeah. and, it, and it takes you to a specific scene in the movie, yes. too. Yeah, yeah that would have given it away. Beverly Hills Cop, uh, showing a lot of love to uh, Eddie Murphy today. And uh, we'll get back to some Eddie Murphy conversation a little bit later on. Led to some, uh, my man Snoop came in here and made some Eddie Murphy references on the show. Uh, so we'll get back to that conversation. Celebrating Beverly Hills Cop came out how many? 30? How many? 30? 38 years ago. 1984. Eight years ago. Yeah. Man, making me feel old right there. Specs text line wide open for you. 512-337-3776. That is the number to the Specs text line. All right, gentlemen, we have a uh, an article here. I got it from Longhorn's Wire, so I'll give them some credit. Uh, they're this is where I saw it, but it's based on um, odds from bookies.com. Mm-hmm. And the odds are uh, for Hudson Card's next landing spot, where Hudson Card is going to play um, his uh, next, uh, his next. I think, two years, right? He's got two no, years. Yeah, I think he might even have three. 
Oh, he might have. Okay, wow. Because, I mean. Yeah, you're right, because I don't know. These days it's hard mean, to keep up with the COVID year. And then the red shirt years now are different. So I'm with you. Come I, on, man. Yeah, you're right about that. I have no idea. I'm not going yeah. to straight up admit my ignorance. <laughs> I don't know. He's gonna, his future football will be played <laughs> at one of these spots. Right. Well, they're saying these are the best odds. The best uh, These places have the best odds to land Hudson Card via the transfer portal. They say TCU. Mm. Best odds to land Hudson Card. What say you? Uh, what about your boy Chandler Morris? And then there was a you note that came out. They got a. There was a note that came out just the other, just yesterday, that Max Duggan will announce what his plans are soon. Like he may in the dr- year too. Yeah. I, all these dudes have other years. That's I don't what know I'm where saying. they're getting these extra year, but it's the COVID year that really changed Frank everything. Frank Harris is 37 years old, and he got a chance to come back at UTSA. Dude, Spencer Sanders. Spencer I mean, Sanders, yes. He's, he's transferring. He's in the portal as a quote-unquote grad transfer. <laughs> Man, you know what? We really did miss opportunity because now these grad transfers and everything, you can basically get your master's. Right. Just staying in school. Right. And then, and then get some money from NIL. And then decide to chase your professional uh, athletic career. And what is the purpose of chasing it? I've already had fun. I made money. Hey. I've started my career. You got some money in the bank? Yes. Started your career. Probably got a master's. Got a master's. Your master's. Yes. So uh, life's looking good. No, I'm glad. For, I'm happy for these guys, man. I'm, no doubt. You take full advantage of it. Yes. You can get a great degree and uh, you can get some straight cash, homie, in the bank account. Good amount of it. And you probably still can... Honestly, enjoy somewhat of a professional career because some, something tells me JT Daniels or Spencer Sanders when they go to school, unless they're working on their right, you know, their grad degree, their I'm sorry, their uh, master's degree or something like that, then hell, they'll probably be taking I don't know the basic amount of hours to be eligible, right? And it, do what the Joe Burrow treatment, the Joe Burrow plan. Okay, so here's something about JT Daniels that I just saw. He graduated with his bachelor bachelor's degree Ooh. in psychology mm-hmm. from George from Georgia. Okay, in 2022. He's okay. pursuing his second bachelor's degree oh, bachelor's. in multiple <laughs> dis- disciplinary studies as we speak. Man, and now he's trying. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, come on, a, man. I'm in school. I, I might as well do Georgia, something. Degree from I, yeah. You know what? I'm happy for him, man. Yeah. Uh, here's the other uh, uh, the school with the next best odds at TCU to land Hudson Card. Notre Dame. That's not bad. I like that one. You got a lot of Texas products headed that I way, like too. I like that one. We know Marcus Johnson recruiting Texas hard. Yeah. Jaden Greathouse is headed up there for now. Yeah, for uh, now. For now. <laughs> Braden James, right? Also yeah. headed up there Braylon for now. Braden James, Braden James, yeah. Yeah, uh, Wisconsin, they have uh, as the third best odds to land Hudson Card. But mm. I think Wisconsin just hired uh, North Carolina. Yeah. You're right. And so, and there was rumors already that Drake May may be in the transfer portal. Oh, you think? Yeah. That would be crazy yeah. if Which, Drake May switches up. And this is the and thing. Mac losing a QB like that. But I think the, the only reason why I would say he would not go, he wouldn't transfer, is because he's a legacy. His brother played basketball there. His dad was a quarterback at North yeah. Carolina. Agreed. It's a family deal. Agreed. So yeah. that would be my that. only no, reason why I would say no, he wouldn't do no, it. No, that's a good point. That's a good one. Uh, Kentucky, next best, uh, fourth best odds to land Hudson Card. I like uh, that. I like that because Levis is supposed to be leaving. Their right, quarterback is supposed right to be that. leaving too. Um, UTSA with the fifth best odds to land Hudson Card. Didn't I just say that their quarterback <laughs> is coming back for his 900th year? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> and then Will Stein, who used to be with Hudson Card at um, Lake Travis, Lake Travis is now named OC for Oregon. Where is Oregon on that, throw list? Them on that list? Yeah, they need hey, to Bo be Nick's coming back though. Bo, you know he got more time. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> uh, Coastal Carolina and Oklahoma State tied for the sixth best odds to land Hudson Card. Well, Spencer Sanders did just get into the go. transfer portal. But they're losing a lot. But their quarterback situation is awful. Don't Dundee's go there, got, Hudson. Yeah. Don't go there. Don't do it. Don't do Please it. Please don't yeah, do don't, it. Don't go there, Hudson. Go somewhere else, man. And Coastal Carolina also tied. Coastal Carolina losing their coach. They and they, Yep. And they lost their – I think uh, their quarterback's been hurt, too. McCall, yeah. he was hurt. Yeah. All year, so I don't know where Hudson Card's going, but somebody's going to land a hell of a quarterback. We know I that. agree. Guy's getting better, uh, and I think he's going to end up uh, having a really good year wherever he ends up. All right, uh, we'll come back. We got one more hour left. We'll get into the Cowboys Texans preview on the other side. Cowboys making an acquisition. John Robinson fired. Baker Mayfield has a new home. NFL news notes and nuggets on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie on one hundred four nine The Horn.